Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Abner Maris is a world champion boxer, Olympian, sports commentator, and most importantly, dad to two little girls. Beloved by abuelas and hardcore fans alike, Abner is a pro at entertaining the world both in and out of the ring. On Blue Wire's new podcast, On the Hook with Abner Maris, we'll hear from Abner, his family, fellow athletes, and other people who made him the boxer and man he is. They chat about topics like state of boxing, Abner's American Dream, sports music, culture, and family life. Listen to On the Hook with Abner Maris wherever you get your podcasts. Episodes in English out on Tuesdays and episodes in Spanish out on Wednesdays. Blue Liar. It's exciting to win money. Back out to Allen. History title. Is there anything you don't gamble on? Uh, not really. Gambling gods, fickle butt. Oh yeah, so easily offended. Gambling's not your problem. You're just an idiot. Welcome to the Full Slate NFL Week 6 Pick'em Podcast, brought to you by Indeed, Bet Online, and Monkey Knife Fight. I'm your co-host, Cody Darwick, joined by my brother, out in Chicago, Tyler Darwick. Tyler, Week 6 is here already. We're getting uh, more than a quarter into this thing. Yeah, and I just wanted to check in how you're doing. Um, I saw you tweeted earlier when we put out our results from last week that this was the most important pick'em uh, to date of the podcast, and one of your friends texted me saying, I think this weekend broke Cody, so I just want to check in to make sure you're okay. Yeah, I did I did get chirped in a, in a group chat with the graphic that I, I worked so hard on week one to put that together, like, oh, this will be nice for us to post it on social, be able to track everything, really see how we're doing this year. It's a beautiful and graphic. It's a beautiful graphic, and as soon as... What I, I mean, I mentioned it, Sunday Scariest Moment, I, the fact that I was, I was staring at Ofer, and you were staring at a perfect week. I got a text from one of my friends being like, should we parlay, uh, fade all of Cody's picks this week and parlay them? So I'm not going to lie. I went to work a little bit harder this week. I've been up since God knows what time, <laughs> crunching my numbers. Um, and, and here we are, week six, new week, new chapter, new me. I mean, my lock of the week hit, thank goodness. Otherwise, it would have been a whole lot more red. Um, but no, I do appreciate you checking in. That's that's really nice of you, Tyler. Yeah, it could always be worse. Um, you know, 
some would say there's pressure on you coming off an 0 for 5 week. There's a lot of pressure on me coming off a 6 and 0 week. Just have to keep delivering. People think I'm getting complacent. I don't. I don't see that as the case. I keep diving more into the numbers, <laughs> keep looking up more stats. So there's there's a lot of pressure both ways. If uh, uh, your friend was being smart, he probably would fade me this week and would probably do well. Yeah, that's what I said. I mean, that's why I tweeted out. I said, it is the most important podcast in my life this week. Um, but also, it's a good opportunity to buy the dip. Water always finds its level. We've seen you go on some pretty bad streaks in the past. Um, and and myself, you know, I'm gonna, I'm 500 on the year. I'm 12 and 12 on picks. We've given out three, one and one on locks. You're looking pretty good. You got off to a shit start. You're 16 and eight right now. You have a hat on, but I can tell your head is growing. Um, and then you're four and one on locks a week. So you know what? We're back. We're back to the drawing board here. I like being a little bit of an underdog. It's more scrappy this way. It'd be a shame for you to blow this lead you have right now. Yeah, I mean. The facts are the facts. I'm ahead of you right now. I'm not gonna, not gonna get worried. Um, but yeah, let's let's dive into it. Or do you need me to say anything nice about you to boost your confidence? Or are you okay? No, this it's better this way. Go ahead, get us started. All right. So first game we want to preview week six. I really like the five games we're going to talk about. I think this is a much better slate than we had last week as far as premier games go. Can't be worse um, than last week. No. First game we want to talk about, AFC North battle, the Browns, 4-1 Browns taking on the 4-0 Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers are three-and-a-half-point favorites, over-under 51. The Steelers are incredible that they just, every year, they find these receivers, Chase Claypool being the newest one. He had four total touchdowns last week. First rookie receiver for the Steelers, I believe I saw, to have three receiving, one rushing touchdown in the same game. The guy's a stud. The Steelers just do this every year with these late-round guys they find. It's incredible. Um, and for the Browns, this is another big game. They've had two like really nice statement wins in a row. If they're able to do three in a row, that's really going to put people on notice. So, Cody, where are you, where are you leaning in this game? Yeah, it is crazy with the Steelers. Uh, Bill Simmons was whining, as as is his M.O. on this podcast. Why can't the Pats ever get one of these guys? It is crazy. It's literally every year. It's kind of like a revolving door. They just bring the next one in. Um, but, yeah, the Browns are off to their best start since 1994. Pretty wild. They beat the Colts. I was on the Colts last week. That didn't work out well for me. They are a little banged up. Nick Chubb, we know he's out. Baker Mayfield got roughed up in the last game. He had a rib injury. He's good to go this week. Um, but this Browns offense, Kevin Stavansky is one of the leaders in the clubhouse for coach of the year at this point. I mean, imagine him, Matt LaFleur, a couple others up there. But uh, they've scored at least 30 points in four straight games. And against two really solid defenses, uh, two top four DVOA defenses during that stretch. And you look at their defense, uh, they're doing a good job forcing turnovers here. Uh, best in the league at this point. The past three games are averaging a little over three turnovers a game, uh, which is obviously huge. And we've spoken about previously the kind of destruction that Miles Garrett is causing for them. Uh, you look at recent trends for them in road games, it's miserable, as is any Browns trend. They're one in seven straight up and against the spread their last eight. You look at the Steelers team. I mean, I really like them. They've own the Browns in Pittsburgh. They've literally won their last 16 home games versus Cleveland. Um, and, and this defense has lived up to the hype thus far, really except for last week. They were the number one defensive DVO te- DVOA team going into that matchup. They allowed 29 points to the Eagles, and more importantly, Tyler, they allowed 
four drives of 75 yards or more against an Eagles offense and team generally that's looked really underwhelming for the better part of the season. Deontay Johnson's banged up. Two of their starting offensive linemen are hurt. I like the Browns, actually, in this one, plus three and a half. I like getting the hook there, so you get the safety, even if the Steelers win by three. Um, I just love what this Browns offense is doing, just continuing to run the ball. I think they will be able to move the ball on the Steelers, and I like their defense to force a couple Big Ben picks and just get pressure there. So I'm, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I, I really like the Browns, and I mean, I'd even be curious to sprinkle a little, little uh, on them for money line. What about you? Yeah, like you said, the trends are not in the Browns' favor. They've lost 16 straight games in Pittsburgh by an average of 12.5 points, so obviously not a lot of success there. And I think this is kind of strength versus strength in this game. The Steelers, their defense, their pass rush is great, tied for the most sacks in the NFL, the highest pressure rate. Baker's been pressured the fifth least amount of times in the NFL, sacked. He's been least pressured and sacked, fifth least pressure and sack QB in the NFL so far. So the upgrades the Browns made to their offensive line over the offseason are paying off. I am worried, though, if the Steelers' pass rush is able to get home to him, he will make some mistakes. We saw last week with the Colts where he looked great through the first two and a half quarters. And then towards the end of that game, when it felt like the Browns could put them away, he threw two awful interceptions, giving the Colts kind of life there. And also we were texting who's a Steelers fan, and just, like, to imagine the Browns in this third game in a row, that would be, like, another statement win to beat the Steelers. It's hard to imagine. I really like this Browns team. Miles Garrett, like you said, he's been a beast this year. He's second in the NFL, six sacks and 18 pressures, only behind Aaron Donald. They have the most takeaways. I don't know. I'm going back and forth. I Like, I just – it's hard to imagine the Browns winning a fifth straight game, right? I mean, they don't have to win. They just have to cover. I just think three and a half for a game that it's more or less neutral field at this point. If it was the normal Heinz field, I'd probably lean Steelers, but I like the Browns at three and a half here. Does Baker make me nervous? He always makes me nervous, but I like what their defense has been able to do to force turnovers. We know Big Ben is good for one or two kind of gaffes a game, and I, I just think that run game is the real deal. I just I, I I trust I trust Kevin Stefanski despite the fact that he's the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, you know what? I'll I'll take the Browns as well. Like you said, the run game's been great. They have the most explosive run plays in the NFL this year, seventh in rushing success rate. So again, if they keep running the ball well like they've done the last few games, make minimize Baker's exposure, they could keep this game close. So I like that. Steelers run game hasn't been great. They're 31st first, right? So not having a lot of efficiency there. And they, their offense played well last week versus uh, the Eagles, and they're 4-0, but like, I feel like every game has been like closer than the final score may have indicated. game with the Eagles last week got pretty close. A couple weeks ago versus Houston when Nazir Lock, that game was close for a while. Yeah. It's good, but I don't think they're like a dominant 4-0 team. So... I'll take the Browns, um, and hope hopefully Baker doesn't kill us, and they kind of take that step to being like a legit contender that they've shown over the last couple of weeks. Um, let's move on to the next game we want to talk about, NFC matchup. No one would have thought this would be a good game going into this. 
But the Brat, the Bears going to Carolina, take on the Panthers. Matt Rule, uh, very impressive so far. He's probably one of the leaders for Coach of the Year so far, too. They're 3-2. and two. Mm-hmm. Panthers are minus one favorites. This was a field. They were two and a half or closer to two and a half field goal favorites earlier when this opened. It's down to one now, the over-under, only 44 and a half. Um, like we talked about last week, the Bears are such a weird 4-1 team. I don't think they've been super impressive. The defense has been playing better the last couple weeks, but offensively they're they're not there yet. Um, I, I don't know. What are you thinking in this game, Cutting? Yeah, this is this is a weird one. As you said, after, say, week one or week two, I would have never thought in a week six pick'em podcast we'd be profiling this game. But here we are. Uh, Panthers have rattled off three straight wins without McCaffrey. And Teddy Bridgewater has been very impressive. Before our week one podcast, I mean, I faded the Panthers in my lock of the week. That was a sweat, but it hits. Um, but Teddy Bridgewater has been a stud for them. Um, him... Matt Rule and what's the guy's name? Joe Brady from LC, right? They've kind of hit their stride there. Teddy's second in the league in completion percentage, top 10 in yards in QBR. Um, And the Panthers have had success recently at home versus teams with winning records, 7-1-1 against the spread. Their last nine in this spot. Throw that out the window, though. This is a totally new team. I actually like the Bears in this one. So here's here's the argument for the Bears. it the numbers with Foles have been unimpressive so far. So this isn't really I'm building my case here, Tyler. They've averaged four point eight yards of play since Foles replaced Trubisky. That's bottom five in the league. Granted, they went against the Colts and the Bucks, two of the best defenses in the league. And Carolina is a good get right team for him. Uh their Panthers are twenty eighth ranked in defensive DVOA. Allen Robinson has been off to a hot start despite the kind of uh, flux at quarterback. He's fourth in the NFL in receptions. I like what this Bears defense is doing, mostly. Seventh best in DVOA, and they're second best in opponent third down uh, conversion percentage. I think they're going to be able to get the job done here. They have extra rest, which I like. Um, in this one, gives kind of Foles more, more days to get additional reps in, get comfortable. Um, so I like the Bears plus one in this spot. I just... The Panthers are not going to go four and two, and I mean I could say the other side of Quinn too. I guess the Bears five and one is crazy, but I just think I think the Bears will be able to move the ball in this Panthers offense, and the Panthers offense will struggle a bit versus Cleo Mack in this defense. And I don't know about that. I mean, last week the the Panthers gave up sixteen points to the Falcons. A couple of those points came at the end of the game too, and obviously the Falcons have their issues, but. They put up a good amount of points versus the Bears a few weeks ago. I forgot the final score of that game, but that was a no high school. No Julio, though, last week for Atlanta. Okay, but still. Um, a few weeks ago versus the Bears, they put up a lot of points, and last week they kind of shut them down for the most part. So I think the defense is improving for Carolina. I like Carolina in this game, minus one. Um, I've been just fading. Like, I don't think the Bears are as good as their record states. And, yes, Nick Foles' magic, something to be worried about. Like you said, Carolina's defense has, you know, statistically isn't great, but I think they're starting to get it together. It's It's bad, actually. I mean, they gave up 16 points last week, 13, if you don't count, you know, at the end versus the Chargers. Let me bring up their schedule quickly. Yeah, go Um, ahead. Versus the Chargers a couple weeks ago, that was a lower-scoring game. Um, waiting on this Wi-Fi here. Sorry, 
Not probably not the most exciting thing. Slumming it in Chicago. Hmm. Mm-hmm. They gave up sixteen. I mean, the last three weeks they gave up sixteen points to the Chargers, who we just saw light up the Saints on Monday night. Sure. Only twenty-one to the Cardinals, who I know you love. They stink. And then sixteen to the Falcons. Not not murderers row, but at least they're not giving no. up thirty to those teams. You know. That's so I fair. think. I think the defense is coming together a little bit, and the Bears' offense just isn't good. They're, they average their last two games, 1.6 yards per carry versus the Colts, 2.5 yards per carry versus Tampa Bay. Those are two great defenses, though. I mean, the Colts the Colts got gashed a little bit last week, but two of the best defenses in the league. They're, they're better. Um, the Bears are 27th in rushing success rate this this year, 28th in explosive runs. They're bottom 10 in passing success rate. I just don't think this is a very good offense. And, yes, the Panthers are missing Christian McCaffrey, but Doesn't as we've matter. seen, run, replacing running backs is fine. In the last three weeks since he's been out, they're top 10 in the NFL in both explosive run and passes. So they're starting to get it together. I think Matt Rule is a really good coach. He did it at Baylor, took that team over when they were a disaster. Um, so I, I like Carolina. I know it's scary to go against Nick Foles, and this is going to be a close game. I think in the last seconds it'll come down to, but... I really like the way Bridgewater's playing, and Robbie Anderson has been awesome. He's fourth in the NFL in receiving yards. He's been yeah. great. DJ Adam Gates effect. Yeah, seriously. Um, it'll be interesting to see where Le'Veon Bell goes and how he uh, how he fares um, once he gets picked up. Relating to the Jets, but I like the Panthers. Short home favorite. I think Matt Rule is a great coach. Um, so I, I like the Panthers. Yeah, the Panthers haven't burned you any other time this year, except for week one, right? Yeah, that's fine. It was, it was a great game. It was close. It's not like they got blown out, and I've made money betting on them the last few weeks. So I, I like the, I like this Panthers team. I'm happy for you. Um, cool. So we're on opposite sides of that one. Third game this week. Yeah, these matchups are awesome. Uh, we got Packers-Bucks. This one's a pick em now. Uh, the Green Bay Packers going into Tampa over under 55. The Packers were kind of the laughing stock of the league after the NFL draft. They they draft Jordan Love in the first round. They draft a, a running back pretty early. They don't address the wide receiver situation at all, and it hasn't mattered so far this year. They're 4-0 straight up and against the spread. Average margin of victory of 12.7 points a game. Rodgers has been lights out so far, averaging 295. 13 touchdowns, no picks. They're the most efficient offense in the league up to this point, Tyler. The Bucks killed me last Thursday night, a brutal loss to the Bears. They're 3-2, 2-3 two, two and three, uh, against the spread. Brady, fresh off, becoming a meme, not realizing uh, it, the, it was fourth down. Where's your head at with this matchup, Tyler? Yeah, I feel like this is a trap game kind of to take the Packers because they've been awesome so far coming off a bye also Rodgers is 8-2-1 and one against the spread in his career off a bye game they haven't turned the ball over so far this year he's been sacked the least amount of times they've scored on 64 of their possessions so like you said the most efficient offense in the league he's looked awesome but one thing I'm nervous about, and shout-out to my roommate, Jared Mazin. He texted me early this morning. These are the kind of notes I'm getting leading up to the pod um, mm, about, the weather, about the weather in Tampa Bay and why that might be a factor this week. So it's supposed to be hot there. It's supposed to be, supposed to be in Tampa Bay. Pointed out that the Packers have struggled in hot temperatures 
in history with Rodgers. I think this is an all-time stat. I found this from an article last year. They're 10-12-1 straight up all-time in games that are over 80 degrees. If you'll remember last year, I took them as my lock of the week when they played the Chargers in L.A. They got, that was a fun one. <laughs> that was before I was running these numbers. They got blown <laughs> out in that game. Um, so 10-13-1, that was a hot game. They've been practicing this week in, in their indoor facility, um, setting the high setting the heat high in their indoor facility. So that that makes me a little nervous because we've seen teams go to Florida, have weird weather, and play bad. The Colts, for example, week one versus Jacksonville. Oh, it's that, – that a wrench a little bit because everything else that I'm looking at, statistically, like I love the Packers in this game, but the weather is, is, is something to think about. Yeah, it is something to consider. Thank you to your – Roommate Jared for feeding you those little tidbits. It's a nice element. Um, Brady has been better at home so far this year, uh, throwing for 293 a game, six touchdowns, two picks. And the Bucks' defense has been solid. They have 17 sacks on the year. It's one of the best in the league, nine turnovers. But they haven't faced a quarterback yet like Rodgers. Here's who they face so far. They face Breeze week one. Um, and we know Breeze has kind of been underwhelming thus far. Then they face the Broncos. The Panthers, okay, Bridgewater's been decent. Chargers and uh, Nick Foles and the Bears. So I think this is going to be a bit of a rude awakening for them. Vita Vea, one of their best defenders, broke his leg. He's out. Um, and, I, and I like what the Packers are doing. I mean, top five rushing game uh, in the league. Devontae Adams set to return after being out. So I like the Packers in this spot um, as a pick. Yeah, I like the Packers, too. I'm not going to get too worked up about the weather. Um, Tom Brady's going to have to play in it, and he's old, and we've seen he might he might have some mental issues for getting what uh, down it is, so that's something to watch as the season goes on. But as we said, this Packers offense has been awesome. Um, they're fourth in both explosive run and pass plays, third in rushing success rate, first in passing success rate. So second year of Rodgers and Matt LaFleur has been awesome. I think Rodgers probably always gets up a little more when he goes up against a guy like Brady, you know, one yeah. of the best QBs of all time. So I like Green Bay. I don't. I just, like, don't think the Bucks are that good. Will they be a playoff team potentially? But they're just so undisciplined. I looked it up. Their second most penalized the penalties. Team this, Brutal. Second, mm-hmm, second most penalized team this year. They were third last year. Add on Jameis throwing 30 picks last year. That was a disaster. Be nice. So. Be nice. Not relevant to this argument. Sorry. So maybe Brady will be able to bring over some New England tendencies to kind of get this team more under control. But as we've seen, it's not really happening with the Bruce Arians team. It killed them last week, like we said, settling for field goals. And the penalties last week killed them versus Chicago. And the Packers, as you said, and we've talked about, are such a better offense. Like, you can't be making those kind of mistakes versus the Packers. So... I like the I like the Packers. Um, I th- they've looked awesome so far, so no reason to go against them yet. Yeah, and I feel like this line might move more in the Packers' direction. So for listeners listening on a Thursday, like I imagine this sneaks up to I don't know minus one, maybe one and a half around kickoff, just given the start the Packers have gone off to. So, so I would. I, yeah, I lo- I looked at the line earlier, and they were two and a half point favorites on bet online, and now it's a pick 'em. So. I don't know what's going on. S- someone knows something we don't, but oh, no. we're, we're, the we're fools who, walking into this. Who else did Jared text about this weather thing? <laughs> Wales. It was, 
Yeah, the <laughs> the whales came came in, I guess. But we're we're fools, I guess, walking into a trap with the Packers. But I don't know. Brady, I think Brady's starting to uh, lose it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's talk about one more game, then we'll take a break here. Sunday night football, Tyler. Our San Francisco 49ers hosting the LA Rams. Niners getting three and a half at home. Over under 51 and a half. The Rams are four and one so far this year, straight up. Three and two against the spread. All four victories have come against the NFC East. Worth noting, uh, they took care of business for me last week versus Washington. Um, and our 49ers uh, was smashing the panic button a little bit. They're two and three back-to-back losses. Um, versus the Eagles and Dolphins. Jimmy G got benched last game at halftime. He was 7 of 17, two picks. They were down 30 to 7. Shanahan said it was to protect him. Now, Tyler, last night around 11.30, I was like, I was a little wired. I was like, you know, maybe it's the time zone thing. We always talk about that coming back from Denver. And I pulled up the Saints 49ers game from last year and watched the 15-minute version Probably Jimmy G's like biggest uh, moments in the spotlight. They he went blow for blow with Drew Brees in that offense. They ended up winning late. He led them down the field for a game-winning field goal. George Kittle with an incredible play. 49ers Twitter is is freaking out, Tyler. They're saying this Jimmy G's not the guy. Uh, they can cut bait after the year, which they can. Um, I'm I'm not there yet. I just don't think you have the season he had last year and that this is all like, yeah, he had a terrible half versus Miami, but he was playing really well, like pretty well to start the year. Arizona game wasn't great, but the uh, first couple were decent. I don't know. Yeah, you're you're really talking yourself into it. Um, I mean, he like we said, like I said on the Sunday Scaries podcast, I think they they freaked out when they lost the game versus the Eagles and how bad Mullins was and rushed him back. And I saw Shanahan said earlier today that like it's not like this high ankle sprain is going away. Like he's gonna probably have to play through it all year. Um, so I, a part of me does believe that you know he played terrible last week versus Miami, but there's also no reason to leave him in that game to like get even more hurt potentially, but I honestly think this is an awful matchup at this time for the 49ers because their offensive line has been terrible. They brought in Trent Williams to replace Joe Staley. You thought, you know, they were really good last year. There wouldn't be an issue this year. Hasn't really been the case. They've allowed the fourth most sacks, the second most pressures, and the Rams come in with the tied with the Steelers for the most sacks in the league. Aaron Donald is a man possessed. I really do think we should take a look at what his MVP odds, because if he keeps playing like this, I think he has a pretty strong case. And if the Rams get the one or two seed in the NFC, I, th- I think he has a case. They're allowing only 18 points a game. Like After what the 49ers looked like last week with Miami getting pressure like that, I am not convinced that they're going to be able to control this oh, Rams. Uh, oh, rush. Tyler. I mean, the Rams' defense has been incredible. They've held four or five opponents below 20 points, 18 points a game allowed. That's their best in the league. Second fewest pass yards. But I want to go back to the point I made earlier. All four of their wins are against the NFC East, which is a garbage, garbage, garbage division. Granted, week one versus the Cowboys was impressive, we thought then, but we've kind of seen what the Cowboys are. RIP me and, and all my futures bets there. But I think they've just beaten up on, on worse competition. And last week versus Washington, they're d- defensively, they're dominant. The week before versus the Giants is pretty lackluster. Um, the defense was good. 
Yeah, the defense has been good. So I agree. They're going to have to protect Jimmy G. That's ultimately what it comes down to. 49ers have not been good recently at home in divisional games in terms of against the spread, 1-7-1, their last nine in this spot. Seems like Richard Sherman's out, but Emmanuel Mosley, which their secondary got torn apart by Ryan Fitzpatrick, he practiced in full today. He would be a big, big returner there. Um I think these Rams stats are inflated due to the fact that they're uh, they've beat up on the NFC East, and we saw what the Bills did to them. They punched them in the mouth uh, offensively. The 49ers, bottom line, they have to play well in this game, and if they don't, then that's it's going to be a long season for us, and we probably won't be uh, profiling very many of their games going forward. Uh, so that might be a win for our listeners. I don't know. Uh, I like the 49ers plus three and a half here. I just think. If this team has any kind of backbone and Jimmy G is who I want him to be, they cover this spread. You're, this, you look set, you look deflated. You're this, defeated. You, this you've given team, up. You've given this, up. No, it's I, nice. It's good. It's good. I, I'm, I'm done. This team has ripped my heart out so many times, last year being the worst. Um, I just I don't think they're very good this year. Uh, there's just no there's no energy with the team and yeah there's no crowd but every every team is playing the same conditions their defense is so banged up I saw Quan Alexander probably isn't going to play this week he might he's go on not, the high he's not that good I love Quan but he's not that good okay but just another guy that's hurt the secondary mostly might be back but it's still banged up no Sherman and yeah the Rams have played the NFC East and beaten up on them but the 49ers lost to the Eagles and didn't really score in that game they lost they got blown out by the the uh, Dolphins last week. Not a very good team, many people would say. So I'm just not a believer in this 49er team. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Rams, minus three and a half. I, I just don't think good. the 49ers are that good. And if they, if they surprise me and win, I'll be happy. But I'm taking the Rams. I just don't think this is the same 49er team we saw last year, and the Rams are pretty locked in. They have the most explosive passing plays in the league, and what we saw from the 49ers' defense last year, or last week, why would we think the Rams wouldn't take advantage of that? And I also think the Rams come in pretty motivated in this game because the 49ers beat them twice last year, including the Week 16 game that knocked uh, the Rams out of the playoffs in a game that was pretty wild. And Shanahan has to come in with a better game plan. They've been horrible on first down. They're 22nd in success rate on first down, and you've noticed in their games are constantly in third and long, so they talk to Adelaide. Yeah. So they're going to have to make some adjustments. Maybe they will, and they'll surprise us. They couldn't have played any worse than they did last week, but I just don't think this is the same team as last year. I think we're going to get the Shanahan wizardry uh, running game in this one. Mostert looked good last week. He was basically the only bright spot. Um, we've seen, I mean, that's going to be the best way to protect Jimmy G, right, and nullify some of this pass rush by being able to run the ball, keep the defense, keep Jared Goff and, and that passing offense on, on the sideline. So I'm taking the Niners plus three and a half. Let's take a quick break here. I have a couple words from our sponsors, and we'll be back shortly. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. 
Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid only through September 30th. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you could still be in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You could get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Cody, now let's move on to this Chiefs-Bills game taking place on Monday night, moved around by the NFL. Starts at 4 p.m. Central Time, 5 Eastern. Very weird start time, but honestly, no, it's, it's 4, 5. Um, getting more football like on a Monday night, like I'm not against it. The Tuesday night game last night, I loved it. Um, as long as they're able to like get these games in and everyone is safe, like I'm not, I'm not going to complain about it. Um, so the Bills, Bills had their first loss last night on Tuesday night football. Like we said to the Titans, that was a game like five minutes in. As like Titans are winning, just classic as, Titans. As soon as that first pick happened, where it was a digs, it like hit him right in the chest, and the ball bounced straight up. And I was like, okay, this <laughs> this is why I don't fade the Titans. Yeah, they're, that was a classic Titans game, and credit to them. They looked great, and I didn't think they were practicing. It was funny that the narrative after the game, like Tannehill and another player said, you know, they were doubting us, like everyone was hating on us. It was like, you did it to yourself. And didn't didn't they have a practice at a high school together when they yeah. shouldn't? They got in trouble for that, yeah. Yeah, but they, the they CBS the protocols. CBS like wasn't talking about that. They didn't bring it up, but I thought that was funny. Let's move away from that for this game. Chiefs Bills. This is gonna be a great game. Bills are three and a half point home dogs. Over under fifty seven and a half. Very high for an NFL game. Both teams coming off their first losses of the year. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes should be a great game. So Cody, where are you leaning in this one? Yeah, I'm. Um, I think I may have mushed Josh Josh Allen's MVP odds because when we were in uh, Denver, I, I used a free bet on uh, hit him to an MVP, and obviously he had his worst game in quite a while. He threw first he threw two interceptions for the first time in 18 starts. So sorry, Josh, and all Bills Mafia. Uh, he had a season low completion percentage, only 63% in that one. Um, but I think the bigger concern for the Bills is not so much losing in the way they did to the Titans. Like, Titans, for done them, the Titans are a good team, and Tannehill has been great since he's become their starting quarterback. The Bills' defense is not the same as it was last year. Last year, they were their third-ranked uh, defense, I believe, by scoring. This year, it's totally different. They're 21st in scoring 
um, allowing 28 points a game. They're allowing 372 yards a game. And they're the 27th ranked defense by DVOA. So I think there are some red flags on that side of the ball for them. Look at the Chiefs. They had been on a 13-game winning streak before they lost to the Raiders. They'd covered 12 of 13 games prior. Raiders played really well, um, and they shut them down the second half. The Chiefs were up 21-10 in that one, and then they kind of got rolled since. Sammy Watkins is hurt, but he's kind of always hurt, and they have so many weapons on that team. not too concerned about that one. Um, and the Chiefs have been great recently on the road. They're 12-2 and two against the spread their last 14. So I like the Chiefs a lot in this spot, minus 3.5. Uh, the Bills on a short week, um, and I think the Chiefs kind of get right in this in this one. What, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think a lot of people are, are going to be on the Chiefs in this game. Seventy four percent of the public on the Chiefs, according to uh, Action Network. So, I mean, it's a it's a great bounce back spot in the sense that they're playing a good team, you know, so they're going to have to be up for it, and this could be a big game for seeding as you know you kind of move on. Um, I don't know. I go I go back and forth. Honestly, what I like more in this game is the over fifty seven and a half. It's a high number, but I see this game getting into a shootout quick. Some stats for you: both teams are top ten in the league in explosive explosive plays. Like you said, the Bills' defense isn't as good as it was last year. They're bottom half of the league in giving up explosive plays. They gave up 42 points last night. A couple of those were obviously set up by turnovers, but Tennessee moved the ball on them pretty easily that entire game. They were top five last year in total defense and points per game. This year, they're 16th in total defense, 21st in points allowed. Um, They're 30th in third down defense. They can't get off the field, so... I really like the over in this game. I think this gets into a shootout quickly, goes back and forth. Josh Allen, I think, is going to play very well in this game, too, just because, you know, he struggled last night. And this is a game versus Mahomes, so it's a barometer check for him. So I love the over. It's a high number. feels like a college game, but I, I think this gets into a shootout quick. What, what do you think about that? I agree. Uh, Bill's defense is bad. The Chiefs defense... I would be a little weary of a bounce-back spot for them. They just got torched by the Raiders, and they are the ninth-best uh, defense by DVOA. So something to consider in short week for the Bills, so maybe a little bit. But, I mean, that game was over in the third quarter, so I, I agree. I think the Bills will play better, but I just like the Chiefs in this spot more. Uh, three and a half, I, I do feel like they should be getting more than that in what's essentially a neutral field game. I don't know. I mean, I think the Bills have been really good this year. Obviously, last night was a bad game for them, but I think three and a half is pretty fair. Um, Like I said, I think people will continue to come in on the Chiefs just following them after a loss. And one more stat on the over. The over's hit in every game for Buffalo this year, so it's a good trend to uh, jump on. But let's move on to our monkey knife fight uh, pick of the week. Last week, uh, mine did not hit. I had the over. Oh, shoot. I had the over passing yards for Cousins and Russell Wilson. So that was a tough one for me. Um, so I'll start. I'm going to go to the Vikings game again this week. They play Atlanta. No more Dan Quinn. It's sad. Moment of silence. 
Okay. Now, for that game, I'm going to do the touchdown dance again. I love this one. Pick three guys to score over three and a half touchdowns in this game. It pays out three to one. So I'm doing Alexander Madison, Adam Thielen, and Calvin Ridley. Thielen and Ridley are both top ten tied for four. Uh, Top 10 in passing and receiving touchdowns this year with four each. And Madison, no Dalvin Cook in this game, who's leading the league in rushing touchdowns with six. Madison's going to fill in, and he's a really good backup running back. And I think you'll lose a little bit with him coming in, but not a ton. So I think he'll be able to run on this weak Falcons defense. So I like those guys to get over three and a half touchdowns in that game, which I will think will go pretty high scoring. You're getting greedy, going three and a half. I like it, though. Um, and for new listeners or people that don't know what Monkey Knife Fight is, uh, it is a DFS company where you basically can choose player props, over-unders, touchdowns, like Tyler mentioned, um, and they're live in about 40 states across the U.S. Use promo code FULLSLATE. You get a free $5 game and up to a $50 first deposit match. So go check it out. It's fun. Last week, I actually, one of the few bets I did hit last week, Tyler, was my touchdown dance over. Actually, on that late DK Metcalf uh, touchdown, I had him. Um, who else did I? Adam Thielen and one more in that Sunday night game. I'm blanking on it, but I hit, and it was a nice payout. So I had over... Two and a half touchdowns, that pays out one and a half times. I'm going back to the well. The same thing. I think last week that was the highest over-under, so this week I'm targeting the highest over-under again. So that Chiefs-Bills game on Monday afternoon, early evening, Monday happy hour, um, I'm taking Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire to get at least three touchdowns combined. It's going to be a ton of points. I like Diggs to get at least one. Tyree Kill with Sammy Watkins out. I think he gets even more targets, and I like Clyde to, to get one as well. So over two and a half, I like it. pays out one and a half times. Um, so go check out Monkey Knife Fight. Use promo code FULLSLATE um, to get $5 free game and up to $50 deposit match. Okay. To wrap up here, lock of the week, Tyler. Um, three, one, and one. You are four and one. Uh, we'll go golf style here. You're you're in the lead, so you go first. All right. So for my lock of the week, I'm going to go for a total this week. I like the over in the Titans Texans game over 52 and a half. I think you had this last year as one of your locks. I remember. Um, some stats for you. The Titans are sixth in the NFL in scoring, averaging 30.5 points a game. That's crazy that the sixth highest team is averaging over 30 points. Speaks of how high scoring these games have been early on this year. Their last three games over is hit and are averaging 35 points a game. Also, I just don't think either of these defenses are too great. The Titans are tied for the least sacks in the NFL. Both teams are bottom 10 in pressure rate. The Titans are the worst third-down defense in the NFL, second-worst red zone defense. So I think the Texans are going to be able to put up some points on them. We saw the Texans put up 30 last week against Jacksonville. Bill O'Brien's out. I feel like there's always a little bump. The team plays a little little more energy right after coach gets fired. So I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. Texans have the second-worst rush defense in the NFL. They also are 28th in explosive run defense. Tennessee is the worst uh, in that category also, so I think this is a big Derrick Henry game as well. Houston had six explosive pass plays this week, so maybe the offense is getting it together a little bit. So 
I like the over in this game, 52.5. I think the Titans get to 30 on their own, so I, I, like, I like this over. And did you give the stat? I think the Titans have hit, I forget exactly what it was, but a crazy percentage since Tannehill has been their starting quarterback. Yeah, I have I've a, I've a grievance to air with um, Pro Football Reference and that site. I'm sure you use it as well. They used to have like a player index, a team index. You could just look stuff up. So you could look up since Tannehill became the starter, what the over hits at, what the spread hits at. Now they make you pay for that. So I'm upset because I can't, can't figure that out. But, yeah, I'm sure it has hit a lot because, I mean, since he's taken over, they're pretty awesome. Well, what are you thirteen to one the last three weeks? Why don't you you pay for it? You big uh big high roller now. I might have to. We'll see how this week goes. Okay, okay. I do like that one. Um, I think that I just think both those defenses are not great, and we've seen what Tannehill and the Titans can do offensively. My lock of the week. We've spoken about it a little bit here. Um, I love the Packers in this one. You mentioned oh, a little bit of trap game pick them. I'm not really. Super nervous about it. Um, all the reasons we mentioned, they've been incredible offensively, the most efficient offense in the league. Aaron Jones has been a monster, and even Jamal Williams has been a nice kind of two-headed um, attack there. Devontae Adams set to return. Packers have been really solid their last nine, seven and two against the spread. And a nice little trend for you here, Tyler. So since Rodgers has became a starter in 2008, he's the most profitable quarterback to bet on when he's had an extra week of rest. They're coming off a bye. He's 8-2-1 and one against the spread in those spots. Bucks banged up. We've seen it. It's Brady's regressing. And, yeah, there's a lot of talent there, and the defense is pretty good, but they have not faced an offense like Green Bay up until this point. They're undisciplined, a lot of penalties at a pick. I love the Packers. So they are my lock of the week. I don't really like rooting for the Packers, but... For, for winner's sake and in need of a, a positive juju week, I'm riding with them here. Okay. Yeah, like I said, I like them in this game. The weather, we'll see how that plays out. Um, they've had some struggles in it in the past, but, yeah, I, th- I think it's a good pick. I just think they've been so awesome this week or this year. And, yeah, it's a trap spot, but also, like, they're coming off a bye and playing Tom Brady. I don't, I don't see yeah. how you could like sleepwalk through a game like that. So no, I don't. I'm, I don't I'm see it, it as a. I don't see it as a trap spot. I think it's like, it's probably a a public play. Which you know what, Tyler? That's where my plays align. 